everybody. This is Kat. And this is Cherry. And you're listening to Keeping It Creepy with Cherry and Kat. <laughs> I was going to woo, and then it felt weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think, I, so I didn't do it. It usually feels weird not to. It does. The script. I, feel, I, should, I should never have started that. <laughs> but now I feel compelled. And if you I, don't do it, I have to do it. Someone, like, someone has to do it. Has yeah. to woo. If we had like a soundboard, we would just insert a woo. Could you imagine if we didn't? <laughs> I, it would comments would be like, "You didn't woo." <laughs> I know, right? Where, where was the woo? Are you all? Are you okay? <laughs> are you being held hostage? <laughs> you did not woo. You did not woo. <laughs> uh today's mo- movie. This second, because we're recording a couple today. Today's yeah. movie is the Banana Splits movie. Uh, that's the title, actually. That is the actual. I mean, Wikipedia it is, page. which I was surprised about when Kat right? was like, we should watch the Banana Splits movie. And I was like, oh, Banana Splits movie. And I was like, oh, it's literally, oh, oh, the Banana Splits movie. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm going to attempt a spoiler-free synopsis. Do it. This should be easy. So the Banana Splits movie is basically about uh, this kid. He's our technically our main character, young kid, um, who is really into this show. Uh, called the banana splits it's a kid's show where people are dressed up in they appear to be dressed up in costume there's a live action human being you know think like blues clues or barney or something like that um so they get tickets take this kid to a live taping of this show uh and by the end of that episode that he is watching live things start to go awry yes so beautiful if you've never seen the Madonna Splits movie, which I had never even heard of it before, I will say it was pretty fun. So if you care about spoilers, this is your time now to stop this episode, find the Banana Splits movie. It is streaming in several places. Um, watch it. It's about 90 minutes. And then come back and listen to us talk about how we feel about the Banana Splits movie. Because from here, we are going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Yes. Two, one. All right, here we go. Hey, okay, so, um, yeah, uh, so we're doing this, uh, this is my fault, um, because <laughs> I actually, I actually love Five Nights at Freddy's, which is so silly. I'm not the target demographic, really. You're not. I, I just think they're so cute, and I, I know there's like 10,000 horrors uh, spinoffs, and, and I, I'm not very good at them. Like, I've only played the second game, like halfway through like I think I, I might have finished it I might have finished it with Josh hey Josh but Hi, we Josh. Didn't, uh uh yeah but I, I it's the only one I actually played and I I paid for I think uh and I just watched other people play them I just think it's cute I think it's an interesting concept I enjoy the lore I've watched all the Matt Pat videos and so <laughs> they're making an actual Five Nights at Freddy's movie which they've been talking about for a minute because this guy the guy who, who owns Five Nights at Freddy's has, has will license that to literally anyone for any price. <laughs> the sheer number of Funko Pops and tiny stuffed toys uh-huh. that have this franchise, it's absolutely overwhelming. So obviously there was going to be a movie, but then the trailer dropped. And have you seen the trailer yet? No, I have not. It is surprisingly good looking. Oh, it is okay. actually, it, it's Bloomhouse, which used to mean more than it does yeah. recently. But- <laughs> I mean, that's still a level of quality and it has been in the works for a while. So maybe they got in when Bloomhouse was still paying attention to his own movies. I, I don't know what he's been doing for a while, but uh, so I, 
I was really excited about it and we will definitely be watching it in October. And so I messaged Harry and I was like, so just so you know, uh, we're gonna have to watch all the mascot horror stuff. Before <laughs> like all the things that they made thinking FNAF wasn't going to have a movie. We're going to have to watch those. And the first on the list was the banana splits movie. Uh, when I was a kid, I definitely remember banana the banana splits and it had they had to be reruns because we were kids before they did a relaunch i guess they did a relaunch in the 2000s at some point um but i didn't i didn't know anything about it until i was looking stuff up for the movie yeah uh but they yeah they definitely did reruns of this when i was a kid like i remember it this was an actual show yes (laughs) I've, i've never heard of the banana splits yeah, this was an actual show and it's it's from like the 60s. It's from like 68, uh, 66 to 68. It only ran for like 2 years. It's actually kind of a big like it was kind of really popular for its time. Um so it, it was something like my mom would have watched. Mm-hmm. Uh and it was popular enough that it was syndicated and they would show reruns when I was a child, but I will tell you, I am actually really scared of like puppets and people's and people in costumes. Um <laughs> I find them very unnerving. I think I'm kind of like used to it now. And the quality of the costumes have gotten so much better that they're not quite as creepy anymore. Yeah. But that old quality, like no frame, loose pajama, <laughs> like clothes with the giant masks with giant eye holes, like something about the proportions of it freak me out. So when I was... <laughs> When I was a kid and a show like this or like Lamb Chop or the se- the parts of Mr. Rogers where he's being a puppet would come on, I would yeah. literally turn my back to the TV <laughs> and I would do something else until they stopped. Especially like the voices they do. <laughs> I can't. The Lamb Chop voice. I, I remember like Lamb Chop, but the voice that she does for Lamb Chop, just like, oh, it's so eerie. It's so weird. I like it. it bothers me. So when they told me, when I found out they're doing a Banana Splits movie, I was like, oh, I vaguely remember that. And they're like, they're doing a Banana Splits horror movie. I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I am the target demographic. This is for me. It's for you. <laughs> and then I surprisingly liked it. I like, did too. I did. It was I good. I liked it. Yeah, it, it it's better at the beginning than the end, I think. But, yes, yeah, I agree. Uh, but the the kills are fun. These are some fun deaths. They are. Um, like even the the first one with the lollipop was <laughs> definitely <laughs> was definitely uh, a surprise. I mean, not that he those died. Like by the point by the time we get to the lollipop death, you already know that these robots essentially because they weren't human in costume. But you already know these robots have turned by then. So like you're expecting yes. him to die. I was not expecting a giant lollipop down the throat though. That was entertaining. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it was slow. Yeah. They had a force. It was he suffered. <laughs> yes. It was it was it was a very creative, very interesting. I would say the none of the none of the deaths were like particularly shocking, but they were all executed very well. Like I they were and there was a lot of practical effects and yeah they failed in a way that practical effects will fail which is always entertaining to me as opposed to failed cgi which just looks bad mm-hmm. so even when they're like it didn't look really like someone was getting ripped into pieces or it didn't look really like someone was getting cut in half the end result was so entertaining and and bloody and fun to look at that it didn't really matter to me right as opposed to when everything's cgi shiny do you know what i mean and you're like uh. <laughs> 
I enjoy looking at this. This man's entrails don't look correct. Like this time it did. It looked good. <laughs> uh, I will say that there's a lot of the things that were good about this movie. They definitely just stole from Five Nights at Freddy's. And so these are like okay. the the half animatronic red glow eye, like half costumed thing. Like that's a very Five Nights at Freddy's thing. Uh, the the girl putting on the mask of an animatronic is a very Five Nights at Freddy's thing. Like there okay. were a lot of things where I was like, you know, if you came into this without really knowing anything about the fact that this is a ripoff of a video game franchise, there you'd be pretty fucking lost, I think. <laughs> these yeah, these uh these choices don't make a lot of sense out of context. Uh, I did like one of the the brown influencers were probably some of my favorite characters yes. because they were really dumb characters, but they got to be brown anyway. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like uh -huh. they could have just been white, but they weren't. They were brown. I love that. <laughs> and um, they they didn't do anything that was inherently like oh, this is probably written for a white character. Like they did make yeah. some stupid choices, but they were like stupid choices that you can blame on the fact that they were young and influencers and maybe just kind of a little entitled. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like and that, that could yeah. fit any character, yeah. <laughs> um, I also really like that, I want to say Tad, the male influencer. Yeah. Everything he said was a real fun fact. Oh, about banana splits. That is cool. Yes. Yeah, so everything, because I did a little fun facting before I watched the movie, and he said all my fun facts. And oh, I was like, oh, that's, that's all, neat. That is very neat. He's <laughs> like, the movie is based on, like, this This TV show was modeled after the monkeys, and this person did the music, and all that other stuff. And you're like, oh, look at you. I think it's very clever for them to drop actual lore, <laughs> like actual, <laughs> actual facts about this franchise that they are making. The, it was very meta. I enjoyed that. That was a clever, that was a clever use of the script. It's good. Uh, I, love I, that. I did think there were a couple things about the script that were kind of clever, like the way that he asks if her parents are following her on Instagram. Like it's very important to him that yes. she they're following. Foreshadows the fact that he's about to propose to her, mm -hmm. you know, and that's really cute. And then him, and then him being kind of a brat about like we got to be in first to get pictures, and we have to have our cell phone in here. And I've told all these people to watch and do all this other stuff isn't just because he's an asshole it's because this is actually like a big moment <laughs> right he's exactly to like, he's gonna propose and he knows that all these people are watching who are like looking forward to seeing that and like her reaction and like when it got to that part i was like oh that makes it that makes me feel better that he like you know yeah <laughs> although you know he literally could have pulled the the page girl aside and been like you know we are the biggest fans and i'm gonna propose to her here can you can you help me out and she would have said yes because she, she would have the other yeah, and she would also, have. She clearly didn't care. Like she, she care. <laughs> I'll flip you the phone. I guess don't don't take the show. Like <laughs> <laughs> right, like <laughs> which we know now he wouldn't have because he was such a big fan. He would have respected the show enough, you know, to like he was he was in that show when that show was on. He was focused. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was not. He was not holding. He was in 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 the moment. Um, so a Fallout boy. Don't ask me which one. Do not ask. I could not tell you upon pain of death. Oh, Fallout Boy. I mean, I did wouldn't the, know did the, sound, did the soundtrack. Just one Fallout Boy? Just, just <laughs> one. Okay. One of the Fallout Boys put, uh, yes. <laughs> he, he did the, he did like the updated Banana Split song and all the eerie music and all oh, that other cool. stuff. that's cool. No, that was interesting. You don't usually see too many like pop popular people going into soundtracks. No, you don't. 
<laughs> um, I liked that I don't really have any of these characters as usual I don't know what these characters names are um, but our main kid our main character the boy the kid yeah uh, I like that his like substitute friend is a black kid. Yes. <laughs> like when, you know, his mom's like, oh, your bestie can't come because he's got the flu. Oh, but wait. And she like calls someone and I'm like, thank goodness it's a black, it's a black girl. Like, I love that. Uh, not just because she's a black girl, but also because her little black girl senses were tingling the entire time. <laughs> she was like, yes. <laughs> she makes good choices for a dumb kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I actually really liked how many people got to be brown. Like, I just, you know, for, for, there was no necessarily, like, script reasons. I just, mm -hmm. I, and everyone was pretty good in their role. So I felt like they did, they just cast whoever. And, yeah. like, when, when the asshole husband's girl side piece was his black assistant, I was like, yeah. oh, look at that. Because there's no reason, it doesn't matter what race she is. And so oh, why not be black? She's got to send, she's got to send some sexy pics. That's not right. could be anybody. <laughs> but you know, he's not used to that you know that's nice it's nice um but I, yeah i like i really this is a very mom movie right which is what i, I oh, messaged you about when i was watching 100%. it right and this is both a good thing and a bad thing i think that there's definitely a point at which you know mom goes full laura croft in her little tank top mm -hmm. tight pants i feel like her pants got tighter with every action scene they like did, it started yes. as mom jeans and then they ended as like tight pants but <laughs> Uh, you know, that, that was a little much. And by the end, like the wish fulfillment, like I can feel the divorce through the screen. Like I can tell, <laughs> I know what happened to you, sweetheart. And I'm sorry, he's an asshole. You can do better, but also we don't have to put it all out there. We don't have to put it all right. out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but the interactions that the moms have with the kids are so good. They're mm -hmm. so good. Like you genuinely can tell when she's being, being annoyed, you know, when, when she's, you know, cause your kids are annoying sometimes. So it's yeah. not that like. <laughs> I am a horror movie mother and I must behave that, you know, it's, it's, she loves, loves them. Also their shits, you know, yep. <laughs> Austin is a good kid who steals money. Like, yep. and <laughs> she, right. He's her kid. He's her, he's a teenager. He's 19. Yeah. Like I like the, the first interaction with them was she like goes into his room and he pretends like, well, mom, you're waking me up. And she's like, I know you were sneaking out. Like, <laughs> Like she like reprimands him for sneaking out, even though like he like he says he is nineteen and she does the whole "but you're living under my roof" thing. But then like I don't even remember what she says next. But then she like goes like tells him like this really like heartfelt thing at the end. Like I'm mad that she snuck out, but also I love you. Like so we're good. Like yeah. <laughs> and you're not actually in trouble. Right. Like, this this me scolding you is as bad as the trouble's gonna get. Yep. <laughs> right. Because I'm your mom and you're nineteen and yeah you're nineteen and you're an adult but I'm still your mom so I'm still gonna tell yes. you. <laughs> And her interaction with the kid, and she's clearly like, this show is dumb. Like, I, and I have to watch it. I have to listen. I've heard this episode 9,000 times. Yeah. But, but my kid likes it, and I'm going to put it on for him. That's right. Right? And he's going to bop. That kid was so good. That little kid, the little boy, was so good. Because I definitely bought that he was, like, that age, and yeah. maybe a little immature for his age. And him bopping around in that, in the wings. If you have <laughs> been around a child around that age... That is exactly the kind of thing they do. They do the weird twisty dance, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, to the theme songs, but then they're not even really paying attention to it. They're like looking around the world, lost in their own thing, playing with the toy. They just like having it on. Like if you yeah. came in and turned it off, they throw a fit, but they're no. not really looking at it. God forbid you change the channel. They're like, hang on, where's, where's my show? I was watching yes. that. And it's like, you weren't watching that. 
but fine, we'll watch this episode of Paw Patrol for the thousandth time. <laughs> Are you feeling it? Are you feeling it? <laughs> yeah. I, I can only say as a mom of a child, I am only grateful for streaming services because now we can like, I can offer him an array of things as opposed to it being whatever is on Nick Jr. at this moment. <laughs> now, yeah. does that mean that I watch things less? No, I have seen all seasons, all episodes of Bluey uh, four <laughs> times now, except for like, there are two that make him very sad. So we don't watch them. There's this show called Puppy Dog Pals. We just took like go round number seven on all five se uh, seasons of <laughs> Puppy Dog Pals. So I, I felt that, that I'm gonna turn this on and I'm just gonna have to tune it out as your mom because I know it by heart. <laughs> yes, yes. I feel like that's like, it's a very interesting like, parenting thing because I feel like it's almost old school parenting but not clearly not old school parenting right. right where where you you're putting something on for the kid but the kid still has like stuff to do do you know mm -hmm. what I mean like there's books and there's toys and there's like people to interact with he just wants to have this thing on yeah and you let it happen because it's the soundtrack music of your life is either this tv show or the whining <laughs> and you're gonna pick one right get a big one but there's still like but they're still like interacting with the world as opposed to like the iPad kids who are so yes. focused. Yes. They cannot move. They cannot, you know, and I mean, I know your kid has an iPad too, but like the, the one being the majority, you still have to deal with the kid who's watching TV is basically yes. what I'm saying. Yes, you, you still have to, you have to monitor them. You have to keep an eye on them. You at least need to be in the like next room so you can in the kitchen glancing over, you know, you got to, Yes, yeah, what's going on? TV kid, people are always worried about screen time. And really, it is the tablet screen time you should worry about because a kid is going to like that TV show. Once it's like the third time that this episode is on, they're not going to sit there and be glued to the screen. They're going to walk around. They're going to play. They're going to, you're going to go to the bathroom. They're going to be two steps behind you. <laughs> like, yeah, going to the bathroom. Like, kid, kids don't glue themselves to the TV like we did when we were kids. But that's not the thing that happens. And it's easy to like, you don't have to have an iPad kid. That's all I'm going to say. It's my parenting advice. You can buy your kid an iPad without them becoming an iPad kid. It is possible. That's a, Yes, I love yes. that. Oh, that's so good. That's so Granted, good. that does mean that you have to expend a lot of your own energy to prevent that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? My kid likes going outdoors, but that's because when he was too young to have a vote, I constantly took him outdoors. So, you know. It's up to you, but you can, you can have, you can buy your kid an iPad without having an iPad kid. That is my quote of the day. All right. I love it. It's Terry's parenting facts. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. I also, until we got a little too wish fulfillment about two thirds of the way of through the film, yeah. I did really like the asshole husband as an asshole horror movie husband. Yeah. He was great at I that. Thought, he was really good at being terrible, but he's also like budget Chris Hemsworth hot. So I was like, <laughs> I get it. I get it, girl. Cause she's pretty, but she's mom pretty, you know? Yes, she is mom pretty. And then the assistant was pretty hot. I was, I was like, when you could see the pictures of the assistant on his phone, yeah. I was like, girl, you too, you too cute for him. Why'd you pick him? It's got to be, he's got to be the manager or the boss. It's got to be a financial thing. He's exactly. Like, Cause he's, was, the, he's the, he's the manager. She's yeah. trying to get her bad. You know I was what? Her, like, girl, you could get a man much hotter than this. <laughs> like, you know, I felt the same way about Paige. So <laughs> I was like, look, I understand you just went through some death defying stuff, but he is a night. He is 19. Yeah. And he looks unwashed. He and I just feel he like. Does. 
you can do better Paige yeah I, better. I feel like they wanted us to think that Paige was a little younger and I was like I think so she's too put together she she definitely came off as like early 20s but there's a difference between 23 and 19 yes and it's there not, is and we're not we're not doing some age discord bullshit there's nothing wrong with it on paper or in time and there's just like a mentality difference yes where when you can do it it's not against the law it doesn't make you a creep but also, girl, what are you doing? Right? Like, you, have, you have a you probably you have an apartment somewhere. Yes. You're out here grocery shopping and like keeping your 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 gro your like dishes clean. This kid right here, he's <laughs> not he's not that responsible. He's not there yet. So this guy's gonna take you out with the twenty dollars he stole from his stepdad. Like we, girl, no, no, absolutely not. That is the kind of guy who you got to take care of for a while till he gets the, you know back on his. Feet. And if you're gonna like, pick. Right. And that, not, that's not true of all 19-year-olds. It's very no. possible to be a 19-year-old and have your shit together. But he is not one of those 19-year-olds, yes. no. He seems like a nice guy. Yes. And a good brother. Yes. Maybe he could get a job and call you back. <laughs> right, right. Be be social media friends for a while. Maybe he will Gosh. get himself together. And then you could go yeah. on a date. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the banana splits was just what he needed to get his <laughs> life together. Uh, oh, the, the horror I felt in a post-COVID world of watching this child spit blow out his candles. Ooh, oh, don't even, triggered, triggered. My mom, my family could not understand why I did not put a candle on my son's birthday cake. <laughs> they could not, they were upset, upset at the fact that he did not blow out a candle on the can. And I was like, now, I'm, and I don't just mean like pre-COVID. I mean, pre-COVID, I was anti-blowing out a candle on your cake. I mean, you can have a separate cake, cupcake just for you and you blow that candle out and you can spit all over that. Spit all mm -hmm. over that. But like post-COVID, his fourth birthday, two years post-COVID. And my mom's like, you're not going to put a candle on the cake? No. Gross. I'm okay. I think, I feel like we should move collectively as a society <laughs> towards putting a candle on a single slice of cake. Right? Putting a candle on your first slice of cake, like show the cake off, take the pictures, cut the, cut the, cut the baby's first slice where you want your slice, put it on a plate, put a candle in it, yes. let them blow, let them, blow. you can still get your picture. It's not like you can ever see the cake in the picture. All you see is a child's face puffed up <laughs> right? and the fire. So it doesn't matter if it's the whole ass cake or not. And then let them spit take all over the, Thank uh, it's you. a little, it's a little less terrible with adults who have better spit control. But even then when I see people blowing out candles on cakes, I then don't want any cake. But your breath has germs too, right? I it think. <laughs> but when a child when a child blows out a candle, they blow they blow it out with their whole lungs. Their whole chest. Their whole is, and, is moisture. And you can see the spray droplets. <laughs> the spray. You, you can see the pathogens just going into <laughs> the. If you're mm. wondering if I've ever eaten a piece of my child's birthday cake, the answer is no, because somehow <laughs> I always lose that battle. And I'm like, you know what? It isn't worth it. I'm not going to eat the cake. I just won't eat a piece of cake. And that's fine. I don't need a piece of this cake. It's fine. Also, <laughs> if, if anybody's going to eat something covered in child's spit, it would be the mother whose food is also covered in child's Thank spit. Thank you. child eats half your food. And that should be a sign, right? I share straws with this child and that, you know what? how little kid backwash is like he might eat right and even i will not eat a piece of this cake that he's just drooled all <laughs> just sprayed all over <laughs> i 
couldn't. And if it'd be like, oh, a cherry, well, just get him a separate cupcake. No, because in his mind, this Darth Vader cake is the cake that he's supposed to, that that's his cake, not this tiny little cupcake. He doesn't want he's, the little he's cupcake. He's been trained. He's been trained. It's too late. You had to, you had to go from the jump. You had to, you had to train him on a small slice or a cupcake from the jump. And now right. he's had four five five turns of this he can't yes. go back we're not we can't, can't go back. back no so i just don't i just don't eat the cake i made a post <laughs> on on social media that was like hey parent friends do you still have your kid blow and th that was just this year you all 2023 do you still have your kid blow out a candle okay there were so many oh yes of course absolutely. i was like are you all hello covid and even before covid i just didn't i can't no this is one of the things where now that I have a COVID excuse, we will not be doing this. We're, we're not like doing this it. was the thing that I just had to so socially, collectively accept that I now have a reason to be like, mm -mm. no, uh -uh. <laughs> uh, I thought the wand, the wand was foreshadowed a lot more than it should have been. So much. I was, ex I was expecting more from this wand. I was expecting this wand to have literally anything to do with anything. Uh, I mean, well, it, was, it was clearly a weapon from the moment we see it on screen. Yes, yes. But then we don't see him play with it as a toy. We don't see it relating to the banana splits in any way. No, nope. Like, it just isn't, it doesn't pop up again until literally his mom uses it as a weapon to kill one of the banana splits. There like, is, there is no one more time where him and his, oh, really? his little girl, his friend, I don't want to call him his girlfriend, yeah. but like his friend are like right. alone in the studio. And at this point, that they're like, we're gonna go do something. Like he's like adventure, and he like does the thing again. That's it. Oh, those. But that's you were right. Yeah. But I, he's not carrying that wand for the vast majority of the movie. No, I don't know where it came from. Because you see both his hands. So I, where did it go? And where did it come back from? I don't anyway, know. <laughs> why is it so important? Like even if they just had a little more dialogue on it, where he was like, I know you, you know, where the brother who bought it for him was like, right. hey, I know you broke, I know you broke your last one, but. So I got you the, you know, just give me, give me something, make this, and whatever. Uh, that was just kind of poor, poor foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, uh, I oh. loved Zoe, the little girl. I thought yeah. she was the greatest. I thought she was a great actress and it was just mm -hmm. a fun role. And also I was that child. I was the, I was the like, kids would come to the door and I'd be like, tell them I'm not home. Mom would be like, get your ass outside. Like, go play with people. <laughs> go make friends. You go play with humans. child. Like, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like, I felt like, but in a nice way, like how her mom was like, you're being an asshole and you will go anyway, because I said so. Yes. <laughs> and she went it's and she had, though. she had a good time. She, I mean, like with the exception of the horror that happened, like, but then when they're watching the taping of the show, she's like smiling and she's like dancing yeah. along. She really like enjoyed herself, you know. She, she even says when they go do like the, let's go look at the mailbox thing. Like, she's like, you know, I had a surprisingly good time. <laughs> She admits to herself, maybe <laughs> this baby stuff is for her, a baby. Because they're the same age. <laughs> yes. uh, I really enjoyed the TV host mental breakdown sequence. <laughs> uh, even before anything creepy happens, this is just, I was like, I would watch a whole movie about just this man having oh, a breakdown. Too. Me too. De Death to Smoochie part two. Just <laughs> this guy absolutely losing it behind the scenes of being in a TV show where he is the least popular character. Yep. Like, <laughs> but, and yet integral to keeping the show moving, but also nobody likes him or wants to see him or buys his merch. I, it's so, it's like evil blue, it's evil Steve from Blue's Clues. Like right? I love, I love it. <laughs>
<laughs> um, this is kind of out of order, but I <laughs> weirdly loved the like so stage dad when he finally gets his daughter to the like the the producer's office and yes. he has her sing my humps. <laughs> and, the, and the producer's like, that's gross. I was like, oh thank thank God. I'm glad someone addressed it. <laughs> What's your like 10-year-old daughter singing my humps as a ew? <laughs> Absolutely not, stage dad. You should have should have known better. <laughs> I was like, for some reason, the all of the dialogue that has to do with the actual show is very bad. Like it's <laughs> it's the way that they say things, like the way stage dad introduces her or the way he's trying to like push her when he walks into like the the head poncho's office. Yeah. It just comes off as very artificial and strange. It's like, there are really pushy, terrible, like stage moms, stage dads, but that's not how they do it. And then what else was it? Oh, the way that the guy cancels the TV show. They do arbitrarily cancel TV shows, but he's just like, the way his dialogue is, is so strange where he's like, it's popular, but I want, I don't like, and so it's, it's going to be canceled. Something of edgy, edgy goodbye. And he like wanders off. And you're like, what? those were like, not even words. Like you just, and even her frustration should be, I'm frustrated that you're canceling my stuff arbitrarily, but right. it seems to be almost actress frustration from the fact that this guy's is not saying his line right but i feel like that's how it was written i really I, it, it's strange because for someone who clearly is in show business because you made this movie and it was you know successfully completed so certainly some of you have at some point worked on a movie before or a tv show they seem to have no idea how tv shows or movies work and so like all of the parts that actually had to do with movie or TV production were so strange as so if strange. they had never, like, yeah, just like as if they had never interacted, like they had no idea what the behind the scenes were for this. Uh, sure, surely you found out as you were making this. I don't know. It was very, the, the showbiz stuff was very odd. <laughs> yes. And like the, like how the page has to collect everybody's phones and she puts them in those like lock bags that you get these days. But then she just keeps the lock bags. She doesn't, we don't ever see her actually lock them. And then she has no way of knowing whose phone is whose. <laughs> like there's no like, I she's not giving them a ticket to get it back. She's not like, just. I, I, was, I was more okay with that because I assumed Doug did it. I assumed that that was the, that was the other guy's oh, job. Mate, I mean. Because, because when she goes to look for another phone, she only finds two lock bags. And that seem, those seem to be ones of the people who stayed behind. Okay. Does that make sense? And it so does, I yeah. felt like I felt like there was a division of labor where she was like, I will take I take the people backstage afterwards. And so just leave me whatever their stuff is. And you take everybody else. You give them their phones. You, you walk them out. You say thanks. You do whatever, um, you know, <laughs> and then he just got murdered on the way. Right. <laughs> yeah, the pretty over. much. Yeah. But I was, I was OK because I, I blamed Doug. I was like, Doug did this. Doug, Doug. I don't know why I remember his name specifically but I do it was Doug. it made he look like a dog I don't he know he did look like a dog now that you say that yes oh I will say about the teenage son every Austin I have if your name is Austin I'm sorry ahead of time but also <laughs> I've never every every Austin I've ever met has been that kid male or female <laughs> has been that Ooh. like stoner good-natured total loser no <laughs> no no plans no future 
know anything like uh, <laughs> every Austin I've ever met of any age although Austin as a name is very popular with I feel like very specific age uh it is yeah. and so I I was like that that's a that is an Austin that that's an interesting Austin. all of my Austins that I've ever met which aka means taught because you know uh have been uh like future it's kind of the same, except in their mind, they're gonna um they're gonna be a bull rider or a farmer oh, really? for the rest of their life. Yeah, uh huh. So they like still kind of like not stoner lazy, not gonna do anything, but definitely like I'm gonna have a white, I'm gonna have a blue collar job. Oh. <laughs> Got a kids, oh. yeah. Uh -huh. Maybe I'm meeting city Austins, and you're meeting more rural Austins. I, Perhaps maybe. there is an Austin divide. Yes. That is a good, good point. Yes. Concerning where I teach, they would be more rural Austins. Yeah. And also, I feel like I meet most of mine more like urban areas. Yeah. Also, all of them were blonde. I don't know if that oh. correlates in any way. <laughs> I don't. Know I, don't I, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love two things in horror movies that I do not care a cliche, but I will enjoy them every time. And that is sawing people in half and pretending it's a magic trick, but then you really saw them in half. Yes. <laughs> and touching somebody from behind who is you can't see their face and then they topple over dead like those are I love I love <laughs> these two things you could do them in every horror movie if you want to uh I just I, they're fun visuals I, <laughs> they did both of these like back to back they did they so, did and so it's like you, you know that you know that guard in the guard tower at the front of the parking lot you know he's dead as the camera's approaching him you're not surprised you no <laughs> but when he touches him and his head falls off yeah <laughs> oh i have a question i have a question for you because okay. i was watching this but i feel like i want to double check the person who ran over the asshole husband was the elephant no yes. wait the oh. first time <laughs> yeah the first time yeah yes the first time it was the elephant because he gets hit twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was confused because, you know, later on when the little kid runs into him, the little kid keeps saying, like, I don't even know if it's Drooper. The, the elephant. The elephant is different. The elephant is different. Like, yeah. I want to say it's Drooper. But the elephant, is, the elephant is kind and gentle. And the elephant does help him out a little bit. Yes. And, and it goes along with the with the plan, but only, you know, in a, in a almost sabotage this later kind of way. Uh -huh. But then he does straight up mow down this man <laughs> like he doesn't kill him but you get the impression that that was just incidental like the <laughs> fact that he didn't die was just yeah uh, how lucky that he rolled out of the way enough <laughs> but he really did gun him down with his mm -hmm. car like multiple attempts and i was like how how is he different <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say this one okay he mows down the kids because it's the 19 year old stepdad but he's the little kid's dad right he mows yeah. him down before the little kid has that heartfelt but you're different. You're my favorite. They have that like bonding moment. Oh yeah. So, okay. Okay. Yes. I because I have uh, the stepdad getting hit in the, by the car by the cart happens before. No, you're right. You're right. That's the order. Yeah. yeah main, main character bonds with his favorite character. That's what I put. But also, I feel like even if they had, he was different. Like you could tell that even though these robot characters later traumatize these children horrifically which we see oh <laughs> that they're on some level it seems like they don't really want to hurt physically hurt the children 
Yeah. And so I also think that it's just kind of like, well, he's an asshole grown up. I'm going to move him over anyway. The fact that he's an asshole to his own biological child, as well as his stepson, is like a bonus. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But it was before the kid had had that heartfelt bonding. You're my favorite moment. So. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. Okay. So maybe the power of love turned him mostly good. Mostly good. Uh, Yeah go not so fast oh oh okay so <laughs> yeah i'm looking at my notes like what does this mean uh okay the pacing i think the pacing started to fuck up right around the obstacle course i even forgave the first laura croft mm. moment of yeah. the mom ripping off her shirt and heaving an animatronic over the side of the thing i was like that's dumb but i accept it <laughs> whatever uh Right. We've established from this horror movie's rules that this this family's getting out okay. Yes. All the extras are probably dying, but they're gonna be all right. So you gotta you gotta make it make sense. That's fine. <laughs> uh but then so we get to the the obstacle course is like right after that, and that pacing for it is so bad. It like they spend way too much time on strange parts of mm-hmm. the obstacle course, and then the actual murders at the end of the obstacle course don't get shot very well. Right. Like the hammer, hammering the girl into the uh, the ball pit. Ball pit was okay. That was okay, and, and her makeup looks great. It's just the the angle from which they shot it didn't look very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the dad getting you know first because that that first fire shot of the stage dad is so good. It's such a good murder <laughs> shot. Like the fire, I love a good guy guy in a in a rubber suit getting put on fire fake effect <laughs> i think it's wonderful um like that looked really good and his makeup for like the burn afterwards looked really good but him getting like key murdered it yeah. just it's hard to to film a stabbing very well and they definitely didn't do a good job no 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 the camera just, was like kind of a, oh. way too close <laughs> yes they, the camera yeah. was way too close and the angle was weird all you see is a hand mm-hmm. um but the 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 whole obstacle course leading up to it, it's excruciatingly slow, and it's just not. There's no horror and there's no comedy. There's right. it's just it, the pacing is bad for both of these. Where it's not funny and it's not scary. It just seems kind of silly. And can we get to the murder already? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. No, we needed to we need to cut this a little bit better. Uh, and the same thing happens with the pacing. I don't know if it was just like that they cut a bunch of scenes to keep this at an hour and a half, which I do always appreciate when a movie is an hour and a half. And I prob- I would rather, rather it be an hour and a half and miss this stuff than it be two hours and have this in. Yes. Uh, but maybe maybe it could have been two and a half hours and like five minutes. Like, <laughs> you <could've, laughs> or you could have cut some of the obstacle course and put some more, uh, a better shot of the murder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like maybe the, the actual inclusion was a little off but the 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 time i love an hour and a half long horror movie uh the the guy who built them Mm -hmm. goes zero to insane in like four seconds yes yeah (laughs) he's like he stumbles in he's clearly like a little in shock and he's like oh these are my creations you know they canceled it and they're not meant to be you know they're not listening to me there's nothing i can do look they hurt me too kind of thing and the little boy's like well you know you gotta help us you know they're they're your creations. And he goes, you know what? You're right, little child. I will let you out. And then he can't let him out because he drops the keys but it, and goes to look at his broken right. animatronic. Okay, great. Two seconds later, these kids let themselves out and he's like, get, get back in the kitchen. Yeah. Why? 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 <laughs> 30 seconds ago, you were trying to unlock the door. And so if, even if he had been like, you know, you did this, it's your fault he's broken. 
Now I'm mad. I'd be like, okay, but he just goes zero to insane with no explanation at all. To the point point where they have to like burn him to shove him back in yeah. and lock him. But <laughs> 30 seconds ago, he gave you the keys. 30 seconds ago. So and then by the time that the the Asian girl wanders in to, to animatronic murder him. Uh, he has completely lost it. He's yeah. just muttering crazy <laughs> syllables to himself. But it couldn't have been more than like 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> what, what happened to you sitting in this cage? No, nothing bad, no interaction. Nope. And now you have lost your shit. Absolutely lost your shit in 20 minutes. <laughs> I needed I needed some explanation here. Uh, the cosplay murder. Um, <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. The cosplay murder makes a lot of sense for Five Nights at Freddy's because there's a couple. There's a there's a lot of plot about people having to dress up as animatronics. How okay. does that make sense? It does. Uh, just trust I me. I believe you. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a lot of things about like people being put in animatronic suits and then murdering people, or just putting on masks to look like the animatronics and murdering people. So the minute that she put it put it on. I was like, I see what you did there. I see what you because the whole the whole main bad guy for the Five Nights at Freddy's is that some child murderer would dress up as the animatronic and kill people at the Chuck E. Cheese, basically. Oh, okay. They would lure children to the back and murder them dressed as the animatronic, and that's how they like got there. And then that's why the place is haunted, is that all the children, all the animatronics are possessed by dead kids. That's that's the that's the gist of it <laughs> and so when they put it on i was like this makes no sense it doesn't it doesn't for, make any sense for but for banana splits lore <laughs> or for this movie <laughs> but it makes perfect sense as a five nights of freddy's reference oh sorry uh it didn't make sense and i i kind of understood her wanting to kill the creator because like she can blame him for making the animatronics, which then killed her new fiance, right? But I was like, do you need the helmet though? Like she puts the head on and the gloves. And I was like, well, only the gloves have weapons. What is this headpiece for? Just cause? And then at the end, when she's still wearing it and she seems a bit possessed, I was like, is she supposed to be possessed? Or is this like her grief? I was confused, but I feel like there's no I part was... two. So I don't think I'm gonna get to know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just needed a line this is another thing where i just needed a line where she because she even says she's like we were he was gonna you know he proposed to me like we were gonna get married even if she was like even if one extra line was just he loved the banana splits and then put it on i would be like okay okay <laughs> this is our weird grief channeling cosplay murder i'm down with it but i was missing that one line mm -hmm. although i will say her driving away at the end with all the animatronics in the back implying that she's going to be able to fix them was very Asian engineering student of her. <laughs> like, of course, the Asian girl is going to be able to salvage all these electronics. By of herself. course she is. Yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, yeah, the, the, the fantasy ending of the, of the dad coming back and being sorry and I love you and you're the best and I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be great. So just so she can punch him in the face and have like a girl boss, hashtag girl boss moment. Yeah, like, that's when a, she that's like unlocks the car, like over her shoulder, like beep, beep, and unlocks yeah. her car, I was like, calm down. It's, it's not, it's not an explosion. It's not. All right. It's, 
Okay, it's, it's divorced energy. Divorced. <laughs> I can feel it. Screenwriter, I need you to chill. Uh, but yeah, that's basically everything that I have on it. I did enjoy it. If they do make a Drooper's Revenge, which I feel like I saw that line somewhere on the internet, but I oh. didn't go down the rabbit hole. If they do make a Drooper's Revenge, I will watch it. I hope that there's less animatronics wrestling because it just was two people in costumes bouncing off of each other. And that was very strange. <laughs> Uh, did not. It was also not shot very well. <laughs> but in general, I had. I think it's because my ex. And I know some people are gonna listen to this and be like, "Cat, you hate everything. Like, how can you like this movie? Like, you talk <laughs> shit about so many movies, and then I'm here like, no, yeah, the Panera Splits movie. It's yeah, pretty good. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 I think this is one where my expectations were at like negative zero, and so yeah. I would it being like fairly well acted and the and the effects being mostly like fun practical effects was like it was a fun fresh breath of air this is the kind of movie you could this is the kind of movie you could put on and play stardew valley like you could play something low stakes that you oh don't yeah have to absolutely attention to. and i love those kinds of horror movies so. <laughs> me too it was it was fun it was fun definitely so, yeah so i do recommend i hope that the other mascot horror movies that we watch in the lead up to the Five Nights at Freddy's release um, are as fun as this, but I have a feeling they won't be. I so. know, me too. I'm looking forward to Blood and Honey, the Winnie the Pooh one, because I had an obsession with Winnie the Pooh when I was younger. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to two of my loves combining in a horror movie. Yes. <laughs> so. The inherent horror of Winnie the Pooh. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Well. That was the Banana Splits movie. Yeah. So until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.